Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast, presented by STBB. A conversation dedicated to answering your legal questions and a platform where our team of specialist attorneys share their expert advice and legal know-how with South Africans. Welcome to another episode of Legally Speaking, where today we will be discussing that interesting matter of money lending between family members. And with me, I have Kamogelo Twala, who is going to be discussing this interesting topic. Kamogelo, welcome. Thank you, Liani. Um, today we'll be talking about money lending between family members. And I think the first question that everyone asks is, should we be lending money to our family members? Look, family helps family in times of need, and there is nothing in law that prevents anyone from lending money to a family member. But be sure to observe all legal formalities. A recent High Court decision provides an excellent example of the risks of not doing so. Interesting. So tell us a bit more about this High Court decision. So it was a daughter who was in the middle of a divorce who borrowed um, 540,000 rands from her parents so that she could buy out her spouse's 50% share in her house. As far as her parents were concerned, it was a repayable loan. But when they had to sue their daughter for repayment, they were in for a rude awakening. Although their daughter had admitted to borrowing the money, the court held that the parents had failed to prove the existence of a loan agreement, the terms of the loan agreement, and the consequent breach thereof. The parents also failed to prove the material terms and conditions agreed upon, including the amount of the loan and the date of repayment. They also failed to show that there was a serious intention to enter into a contract. As a result, their claim was dismissed with costs. Oh, wow, that is uh, interesting news uh, from the High Court. So I think following this case, what lessons can we learn from this if we do want to enter into these type of agreements with our uh, family members, so to speak? Look, the rule of thumb is you need a contract, no matter how strong your family bond is. A written contract will serve as a record of commitment for both parties. Consider this scenario. The borrower dies before the debt is repaid. Now, you are not just dealing with a parent, a grandparent, or a child, but with the executor of, the, of their estate. And the reality is the executor will require proof of the loan and its terms. So I think we get that we can borrow money to our family members, but we should have a contract. So I think the next question would probably be then, what are the terms that I should be including into my contract? At the very least, the parties must be clearly identified. The amount of the loan must be stipulated. The interest rate must be noted if applicable. The term period must also be noted. The method of payment with at least a repayment schedule, the date of agreement, default provisions, and importantly, a severability clause. Now, the severability clause allows the agreement to continue in effect, even if one part of it is declared unenforceable. You've mentioned default provisions, but that's quite a broad term. What are you suggesting be included if you're saying default provisions? One of your most important default provisions would be your breach and clauses. So what would happen in the event of default? Let's say, for instance, you fail to make a repayment on the first of every month as stipulated by the loan agreement. So that provision needs to then guide and the parties involved as to what needs to happen. We hear a lot about the National Credit Act when it comes to loan agreements. So would the National Credit Act then apply to loan agreements between family members? It may seem strange in the context of a family, 
but your loan agreement will be unenforceable if you didn't register as a credit provider in terms of the National Credit Act in circumstances where you should have registered. In many cases, it won't be necessary in that it doesn't apply where family members are dependent on each other. Plus, only arms-length transactions will as a general rule fall under the National Credit Act, but there are gray areas here, so for specific advice, it is essential to contact us for advice. I think we've had a good look at contracts between family members, but now our listeners' question might be, can I draft my own loan agreement? I would not advise you to draft your own loan agreement. However, I would highly encourage you to reach out to us, especially for significant amounts of money. Professional advice is essential, and that is where you can reach out to our firm at info at stbb.co.za. Thank you so much, Kamuhelo, for today's interesting topic. Legally speaking, this podcast has come to an end. Thanks for joining the conversation. And if you like what you're hearing, visit us at stbb.co.za for more info.